The train is coming and God the Father's at the switch and he loves you so much. As the train came, he said, I love you, so I'm gonna allow my son to die in your place. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and the quote you just heard is a small portion of an illustration that I'm gonna use today to really drive home how much God loves us. And I'm gonna use Romans 5, 6 through 8 when I do this. And I think once you hear this illustration of the train and the tracks switching and, and to know what God did for us, I think that will make a huge difference in your life as we conclude this three-part series, Am I Loved? Today, the day after Valentine's Day. And then tomorrow, you definitely don't want to miss our special weekend edition of In Grace because we're featuring part two of the exciting three-part series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, where I was able to go to Israel and interview people that were all excited about rebuilding the temple. Why, why does that interest me? Why should it interest you? Well, I believe that Jesus did fulfill the law and the prophets. We don't need sacrifices anymore. But the Bible says in the end times, there will be a temple rebuilt. And so it tells me that if there are a lot of people today trying to rebuild the temple, that maybe the Lord's return is very, very soon. And I believe it is. And I think after you hear tomorrow's In Grace, you will agree with me. You can also watch the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple anytime on YouTube or Roku. Just search for In Grace and you'll find it there. Now today in our series, Am I Loved? This is a three-part audio series. For those of you that maybe missed the first couple, or you want to hear it again, we have the entire series on one audio CD. And so if you'd like to get this, we would love to send it to you as a thank you for your investment in grace. Now, we're going to say whatever amount that you can give to in grace to make sure that we continue this ministry. Um, you know, Obviously, it takes money. We're not here for the money but it takes money to buy equipment, to operate it, to broadcast, to uh, pay the editors. I don't get paid from InGrace, I volunteer, but uh, we have a lot of employees that make sure that this continues to go out. We use the money carefully and wisely, but it does take money. And if God has burdened you for souls, for the clear gospel of grace, and for clear Bible teaching, invest in grace. If the gift is $5, we're gonna, we're gonna thank you with this Am I Love series. If the gift is $100, we're gonna thank you with the Am I Love series. We're, we, we really appreciate it either way. Whatever that is, whatever God calls you to do, we appreciate that and we thank you for that. And let me thank you by sending you the Am I Loved audio series. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go anytime on our website, ingraceradio.com. If God is love and those that have received by faith God's love through Jesus... You have the Spirit of God living in you, therefore you have experienced God's love. And that should change you. Every day that you yield to him, it should change you and make you more like him. And if he is love, he will make you love in a profound way, in an amazing way. 
in a way that will be a testimony to his love. So this is really what I wanted to get to today, these next few verses. And uh, we want to zoom right in on Romans 5, 6 through 8. These are powerful. These are important. These are verses that all of us need to come back to again and again. But some of you have never heard this, so you pay special attention to what we're about to read. For when we were yet without strength, basically that describes everyone that is still lost, everyone that is without eternal life, everyone that is still in sin, still in their sins, without strength. In due time, Christ, that word Christ is the same as Messiah, the one that was promised, and he came, it's Jesus, died for the ungodly. Some people think I'm pretty good. I'm okay. I'm better than my neighbor. Look at the person next to you. I'm better than that person. Oh, don't do that. But that's really what we think. We haven't committed murder. You know, I hope you haven't. But Jesus said, if you've had hatred in your heart, you committed murder. So really, we have. Christ died for the ungodly. We were without strength. Now, this is really what I want to get to. Verse 7, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. In other words, it's rare, but it's within the realm of possibility that one person may give their life for another person if that's a good person, right? Let's imagine this. There's a train coming down the middle aisle of the auditorium. The train is coming, and it's going fast, and it cannot stop. There's a switch right here where the aisle becomes the front row. And the switch, the train goes one way and the other way. But we have a problem on the tracks. Over here, we have a criminal. This person is a bad dude. This person has committed murder, has been convicted, is sentenced to die, and he's stuck on the tracks. And over here, there's a doctor. The doctor has just made an amazing discovery. His discovery is that he's found a cure for cancer. He has not yet published, so if he dies, so will his cure die with him. And millions of people will not receive the help that they could have had if he dies. The train is coming, and I'm standing at the switch. What am I going to do? The train is coming, and we would say, okay, he's already condemned. He's a murderer. I want to save this good doctor. Nobody is probably going to allow a good person to die for a bad person. Let's go back to the verse. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, or perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. So now let's change this up a little bit. We have, instead of a convicted criminal, that's you stuck on that track. You say, well, I'm not a criminal, but we all are sinners. And instead of a good doctor, we have the Son of God. Now the train is coming, and you're at the switch. What's going to happen? Are you going to allow this good person to die for you? Well, that's what God did. Jesus is the good person. He is the perfect person. He's the great physician. The train is coming, and God the Father's at the switch, and he loves you so much that he allowed his son to die in your place. As the train came, he said, I love you 
so I'm gonna allow my son to die in your place. Okay, now let's go back to verse eight. But God commendeth, that means to demonstrate. God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see that? Now why is that important? Because until we can visually understand what's happened here, we will never fully appreciate how much God loves you. And how does this impact my life? How does this impact understanding that God loves me and even if I'm going through really hard times? Well, if he would do this for you, that's the greatest example of love the world has ever known. There can't be a greater story of love than this love story. This is the main story of the scripture. God has demonstrated his love toward you by allowing his son to die on a cross for you and for your sins. And by faith in him, you shall have eternal life because Jesus rose again from the dead. And if you'll place your faith in him, you'll have eternal life and you'll be saved for all eternity. That proves how much God loves you because he did something that is incredible. And that also means that if I'm going through a hard time and I've accepted salvation by accepting Jesus, I have eternal life at the end. The worst thing that can happen is I would die and go to heaven. You know what? That's going to get you through this trial that you're going through. Saying, thank you, Lord. I don't understand it. I probably won't understand it till I get to heaven, but I'm so grateful that you demonstrated, you did what is unthinkable. You allowed your son to die for a sinner. You allowed your son to die for me. And it's still gonna be hard, but if you really get that, the trial that you're gonna go through is gonna actually make you more and more like Jesus, who loves you and died for you. Verse nine of Romans five, much more than now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Isn't that awesome? There's no hellfire awaiting you. Justified by his blood, saved from wrath. That is the story of love. That is the main theme of love in the scripture. We'll end with this verse, 1 John 4.10, herein is love. You wanna know love? Here it is. Here it is. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation. That's a complicated word that you've probably never used before. It just means the top of the Ark of the Covenant was a, a lid. It's called a mercy seat. And that's where the blood of atonement was poured once a year for Israel. That's a propitiation. It's a mercy seat. It's what Jesus did, a one-time payment. It was a propitiation for our sins. He didn't just cover sin, but he took away sin. The final sacrifice of the Lamb of God sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That is love. Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series, Am I Love? With a donation to In Grace, you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping In Grace spread God's unconditional love to more people. 
to discover more about God's love, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. I told you about Philip Bliss. He was a famous Christian songwriter in the 1800s. He was a singer. He was a composer. He only lived a few years into his full-time Christian ministry. So it's amazing that he wrote as many hymns as he did, and there's a lot of popular hymns that he wrote. One is, I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. Others were singing songs about us loving Jesus, and that's fine, but it's hard for us to love properly. So let's sing about him loving us, which is perfect love. That was a great thought, and he wrote that song. Hallelujah, what a savior. Just incredible. For only a couple years, the songs that he wrote were magnificent. But one of the greatest songs he wrote, in my opinion, was a song that he wrote as his last song. He didn't know it was his last song. It turned out to be his last song, and I believe it was also the first song or among the first songs, hymns, to be ever recorded on a phonograph. Philip Bliss and his wife were in Pennsylvania for Christmas. They had their young sons with the grandparents. And they were called back by D.L. Moody to come back to Chicago to have a conference. And he was leading the singing at the conference. And he was singing at the conference. And so they got on a train and they started heading toward Chicago. And the train was the Pacific Express. It was snowing heavily on December 29th, 1876. The train was approaching a town in Ohio when it was passing over a new trestle bridge, but the bridge wasn't built properly. And as the engine, there were two engines struggling against the snow to get across, the first engine got across as the trestle bridge collapsed. And these were all wooden train cars, and they were being kept warm by pot-bellied stoves inside the train cars. And all the train cars fell 75 feet into a ravine with a river. And they all crashed down. Eyewitnesses said that they saw Philip Bliss crawling out one of the windows of the car. Within minutes, all the cars were on fire because of the stoves that were in them. And they were wooden cars, and they were on fire. And he realized that his wife was still inside. So he climbed back in. Somebody told him not to. And he said, well, if I can't save her, I'm going to die with her. And he did. They never found and were able to identify the remains. And after only two years of ministry, both Philip and his wife died in that horrible, tragic train accident. Why would God do that? Why would God allow that? We don't know. We might not know until heaven. You ever seen the back of an oriental rug? The front is beautiful, but the back isn't. Because it wasn't designed to look at from the back. It was designed to look at from the front. And on the back, you're going to see threads hanging, and it's not going to have the pattern or the sheen. But on the front, it is incredible. It's beautiful. And I believe that you're going to look at your life one day from the front side, It might not be till heaven, and then you're going to see the tapestry that God was doing. It doesn't make sense from the backside, but from the front side, you're going to say, okay, now it makes sense. Well, here's what I want you to do. While you're still on the backside, I want you to start remembering 
what it's gonna look like when God is done. And accept what he's doing in your life, no matter how hard it is, don't forget how much he loves you. He demonstrated his love by sending his son to be a sacrifice for your sin, to be a propitiation, a mercy seat, an atoning sacrifice for you. And then one day we're gonna say, wow, he knew what he was doing. He is the master craftsman. Let him do his work. Trust him. Trust him. Be a testimony in your trial of what God has done and is doing for you. So what's the rest of the story? Well, a few days later, somehow, the trunk arrived in Chicago from Philip. In his trunk that somehow survived the accident was found some poems. He had been working on his next songs. And someone took a song that Philip Bliss had written, basically his last song, and put it to music. And that song is a song about his Redeemer. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love for me. On the cruel cross he suffered from the curse to set me free. Sing, oh sing, of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. I will sing of my Redeemer and his heavenly love for me. He from death to life has bought me, Son of God, with him to be. Sing, oh sing, of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. The last song of Philip Bliss in his short life, and that song has been sung probably many times by you without you even knowing the story, the tragedy. But out of tragedy comes beauty. Out of tragedy comes a song about redemption and love and Jesus pouring out his blood because he loves me. So I don't have all the answers today, but I know one thing for sure. God loves you. Am I loved? Say amen if you're loved. Amen. Do you know Jesus? Have you received it? We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We can't get rid of this sin. We're damned with our sin. We're going to spend eternity in a place that he created for the devil and the demons, and that's hell, and it's eternal, and it's real. It's a lake of fire. Even if you say, I don't believe in hell, you know it's real. God has created you with an innate knowledge that there is a hell. That is the destination of all that have sinned. And you say, Pastor Scudder, you can't get rid of your sin yourself? Yes, so what are we gonna do? Well, we are without hope. We are impoverished. We're without strength, right? Aren't you glad that God loves you? Jesus, who knew no sin, was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You say, well, that's pretty amazing that Jesus paid my sin. He was the propitiation. He was the mercy seat. He was the final atoning sacrifice by his blood for my sin. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus. By the way, this is him speaking. These are the words of Jesus. That whosoever, what does it say? Believeth, believeth in him. 
What does believe mean? It just means to trust, to depend on him. Shall not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life, which is heaven. It's a simple, simple message of hope, of salvation. And once you've believed, you have received, you are saved and sealed until the day of redemption. He has you in his hand. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a, what? Gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You say, Pastor Scudder, I've never heard that. I've been in churches. I've been studying religions. And I've never heard about a God who loved me enough to die for me. And I've never heard about a God that rose from the dead. Muhammad is dead. Buddha is dead. Confucius is dead. The tomb is empty. The tomb of Jesus. He's alive. So that proves who is the true God. Jesus The Son of God died in your place and rose again. And if you'll simply trust in him, it says, have faith, not in works, not in yourself, but faith in Jesus that he died for you, you have eternal life. And I pray that today, if you've never received that gift, you would do it right now. There's no better time to take care of this than right now. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. Oh, we all are. I cannot save myself, and that's a fact. But right now, I put my faith in Jesus. I believe that he is God who died in my place. As a sinner, he died for me. I believe in him. And if you'll put your trust in Jesus Christ today, the Bible says that you are saved, not just right now, but forever. And that's the good news of salvation. And it's so simple. Sometimes we miss it because it's just right there, or we think we have to do something. We have to do our part. God does his part. I do my part. No, no, no. We have nothing we can offer God. We are penniless. We are hopeless. He did it all. Then just put your faith in him and you will be saved. I did that when I was young and I have never had to worry about hell anymore because that has been settled in my life. I've been saved. I'm redeemed. I've passed from death to life. I'm born again. And now God deals with us as children. If your children disobey, if you're a good parent, you will lovingly discipline them. God does that for us. But he will never forsake us, kick us out, uh, disown us because we are his children. But he won't let us live any way we want to because we are his children and he wants us to represent him well. So I hope that you understand that and you've put your faith in Christ. If you have, I would love to hear about that. Contact us through our website, ingraceradio.com. Let us know or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. Now, if you'd like to give to InGrace, let me first say that we have needs. Well, we are, it seems like always a little short of what we would like to do. And so to continue the ministry of InGrace, the outreach that we have for the gospel, and that's really all it is. It, we just love the gospel and we want to share it through media, through streaming and uh, podcast and radio and television, then uh, you can invest in that. And I'll just tell you this, it'll be a wise investment. We're careful with money. We believe it's God's money. And so when you give to InGrace, we're going to use it carefully and we're going to stretch it as far as we can. It doesn't go to administration. It doesn't go to fundraising. It goes right in to ministry. And when you give to InGrace, if it's $5 or $50, whatever God has allowed you to do, we will thank you by sending you the entire 
Am I Loved three-part audio series. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. We have people standing by during business hours. If it's after hours, you can leave a voicemail or just go to our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. You might rather write to us if you would like to do that. Our mailing address is ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's in Grace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, not only for listening, but participating in Grace. Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series, Am I Love? With a donation to InGrace, you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping InGrace spread God's unconditional love to more people. To discover more about God's love, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to InGraceRadio.com or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or InGraceRadio.com. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.